Hey friend, I hope you're doing amazingly well. It is Tiffany Winfield, your host and your female empowerment coach. Welcome to Therapy Wine and Jesus, three of the things that I need to get through life. So I am just getting back from Las Vegas to see Ursher, seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in the drop top cruising the streets. Y'all, I had such an amazing time. Usher puts on a show. Do you hear me? He put on a show and that thing was sweating. I was like, oh, get some of that sweat on me, Usher. Yes. (laughs) But in today's episode, friend, I'm talking about black hair. I'm talking about all the struggles that us as black women, we face with our hair. And this topic was sparked by none other than Simone Bowles, who just got married. And the only thing that Twitter could find to talk about was her edges. Yes, her edges. So I always, you know, I want to find a little bit of Jesus in here. Now I shouldn't say a little bit of Jesus. We got Jesus all throughout. So we got a whole lot of Jesus. Um, But if they talk about Simone, they're going to talk about anybody else with their hair. I'm reminded of a scripture in Matthew, which is Matthew chapter five, verse 11 through 12. God blesses you when you are marked, mocked and persecuted and lied about because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits for you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted, too. So this is not just specifically for me. It's also it's speaking to, yes, followers of Jesus. We get persecuted because we live by the gospel, and we believe that Jesus Christ died on died on the cross for our sins. But I'm also reminded by what my mama always tells me is that if they talked about Jesus, they show sure enough going to talk about you. So this is just so fitting how the the Twitterverse, the Twitterverse just drug our good sis Simone through Twitterland about her edges. Simone, they talked about Jesus. They're going to talk about you. And they sure enough going to talk about us today, too. (laughs) So, friends, grab your favorite glass of wine, sit back, drink responsibly, and get your dose of therapy, wine, and Jesus. Okay, friends, so our little sis, Simone Bowles, jumped the broom over the weekend and married Justin Owens. If you don't know Simone Bowles, she is a decorated gymnast, um, an Olympian, okay? And her new husband, um, his name is Justin Owens, and he is an NFL player. And they got married in a very quaint, intimate ceremony at the courthouse. Beautiful pics, beautiful pics. And Simone joked about how they purchased their rings off Amazon and um, she got her shoes off Amazon. Like they just wanted to go ahead and jump the broom because they are going to have a bigger celebration um, with a destination wedding where they're going to invite, you know, more family and friends. So the pictures are beautiful. The couple looks, they look gorgeous. Okay. Let me back back for a second because I want to tell y'all how they met. They met on a dating app. Simone and Justin, an NFL player and an Olympic gymnast met on a dating app. So there's hope for us. (laughs) There's hope for other people to get married off the dating app. My sister found her husband on, I think, Plenty of Fish. 
I'm on these dating apps and I just I'm not having any luck, but that's neither here nor there. But anywho, um, so the beautiful couple again got married over the weekend. Look great. But here comes Twitter. Here comes the Twitter trolls. Instead of congratulating the couple, you have black women chastising another black women woman for how she is wearing her hair. Now, Simone Bowles has um she is used to the criticism of her hair. She has always been criticized about the texture of her hair as well as her edges. So Simone's hair is very coarse and women on Twitter were going in on her because her edges were not laid. I tried to find some of the condemning um, Twitter remarks, but a lot has been deleted off of um, Twitter and the internet about the the comments. But Simone clapped back. Simone, let me see what she said. Simone said, they also forget I live in Houston, Texas, and I sweat those out, meaning her edges. But they can keep complaining. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Y'all, out of everything, like literally everything that is great and wonderful about this news, you have the trolls that literally zoomed in on these pictures to look at her edges, to complain about her edges. People just want something to complain about about people are always going to talk about you there's always going to be something for somebody to talk about but hair in general for black women has been a um, thorn in our side and when I say our side black women's side for centuries and the internet has just made it easier for hair black hair specifically to be the butt of the jokes. Our hair has been talked about so broadly and at such deep lengths that there's been movies made about our hair, um, documentaries made about our hair, and even songs. Solange, Beyonce's little sis, even wrote a song called Don't Touch My Hair. Don't touch my hair when it's the feelings I wear. Don't touch my soul when it's the rhythm I know. Don't touch my crown. They say the vision I found. Don't touch what's there when it's the feelings I wear. Let me tell y'all my experience with hair. I have what I have always been told. I have good hair. Um, What is good hair? Good hair defined by most black folk. Good hair is uh, a a texture where it's soft and curly and easily manageable. Um, If you ask me, I don't think I have good hair because I'm the one that has to deal with it every day. I'm the one that struggles with the uh, curl pattern. I'm the one who struggles with um, sweating out my edges. I'm the one who deals with the, the kinks and the naps. So I don't think I have good hair, but... Per black society standards, I have good hair. I was told um, by someone that they thought I was Indian for 
two reasons. One, you know, if you see me, I have a mole in the middle of my forehead. Um, and then two, the second reason is because of my hair texture. Um, I've also been told that people think I'm Puerto Rican or Dominican or something. No, I'm straight up black mixed with black. My hair is my hair. It is what it is. I've had incidents on the job where I've had um, people of non-color touch my hair. I've had incidents on the job where people of non-color um, actually came up to me and said, oh, you all change your hair quite often. Ma'am, listen, let me tell you all about that story real quick. So um, this was a while ago when natural hair was becoming the trend. I was allowing my natural hair to grow out. So I was wearing a lot of sew-ins. Um, and again, society standard straight hair, straight long hair is the way to go, right? So I digress. Um, I was wearing sew-ins and finally I decided to remove my my sew-in and I came to hair came to work the next day with my natural curly hair. This woman of non-color approaches me, touches my hair, and looks at me and says, You all change your hair quite often. I don't remember exactly how I responded, but referring back to Solange's lyrics, don't touch what's there when it's the feelings I wear. Our hair is something that defines us. Our hair is literally our crown and glory. Our hair is what gives us our personality. Our hair allows us to... Um, exude our personality through the multiple um, styles that we can wear, the colors that we can put in our hair. Black women's hair is literally a crown. It is something to be adorned. And there are people out here, specifically other black people, who have been conditioned to talk about other black women if these black women are not um, conforming to certain societal standards when it comes to the European way of wearing our hair. Hence, wearing it with more loose or wavy curls or wearing it with straight, um, str wearing it straight down, bone straight. Um, in the incident with Simone, you know, these women are condemning her because her edges won't laid. Listen, home, it, it's hot in Texas. She can only put for so much edge control on her edges. It is quite all right. It's just ridiculous. The things that we deal with as black women with our hair. And specifically for me, like I remember an incident um, where I had some weave in my hair. And this was le years later after that incident I had at work. But I had some weave in my hair and I was telling my husband at the time, who's now my ex, I was telling him, um, hey, you know, you got to pick up the kids or you got to do whatever because I'm going to get my hair done. And he was like, well, what are you getting done to your hair? I said, I'm getting my weave taken out. Don't you know this mofo had the nerve to ball his face up and say, oh, that hurt my feelings <laughs> so bad. For you to ball your face up and look at me and say, uh, because I'm taking my weave out and now I'm resorting back to my natural hair. That has always stuck with me. 
And I feel like being a black woman with natural hair and I have natural short hair, I feel as though men do not um, find me as attractive. And the men that I do attract, they are constantly, I promise you, every man that I attract, they ask me for pictures for when my hair was long. To allude to the fact, let me see what you look like with long long hair. And then little comments will be made like, oh, why did you cut your hair? Or why don't you let it grow back? To say that I want you with that long hair. It's hard to be comfortable in your own skin, knowing that there's such a standard that is placed on how your hair is presented in society. You have to literally have a sense of strong self-love and self-confidence to be able to not give a bleep bleep about what other people think about your hair. And this is coming from somebody who has really lacked in the self-love space. Um, I struggle every day. I still struggle every day with telling myself I'm beautiful. Like my hair right now um, was is my hair right now is in a grow out phase. I am growing my hair out from the short, short haircut that I have. And I do. I will admittedly say I feel ugly. I feel ugly because my hair is in a awkward grow out phase. There's days where I can't get the shape of my hair right. I can't get the curls just right. And I feel like if I don't wear some cute earrings and have some lip gloss or some lipstick on, I just feel extremely ugly. And I'm just keeping it 100. 100? (laughs) 100. (laughs) I feel some type of way about my hair right now. But I know that I have to get past that um, because my hair is my hair and I'm not living life to please anybody else, to please any man um, or any woman with how I wear my hair. The only uh, being that I am serving to please is God. So to my sisters, you're not the only one out here struggling. I know there's more of us out here that we feel feel ugly. Society tells us we should have long, straight hair. You know, men tell us they like long, straight hair. Even if they don't say it, if they don't verbally articulate they like long, straight hair, they will allude to the fact that they like long, straight hair. Um, It's something that we got to work on as far as loving ourselves and loving the skin that we're in and loving our hair. And we're going to get there. Since I am still struggling with the love of my hair, I don't have much advice for you. But the one thing that I can say is that I do look in the mirror and I find the things that I do love about myself and I try to emphasize those things. I love my lips. I like to put on a good red lip. I love to put on some lip gloss. Um, I love wearing earrings that pop. I love my hips. I love to wear tight jeans that accentuate my hips. So I try to find things that um, make me feel good about myself and accentuate those those things. But I do want to kind of just talk a little bit about the history of hair and the history of black women's hair. 
when I did the research on black women and hair and why our hair, why the relationship with our hair is so complex and so multi-layered, there's a lot of things that play a significant role in shaping our identities with our hair. Um, specifically, the history of black women and hair is really rooted, deeply rooted, rooted, no pun intended, intended, but rooted in the legacy of slavery and colonization. So when um, during the, the era of slavery, black women were forced to wear head coverings, which were intended to strip away our cultural identity and make us appear less human. As a result of us being forced to cover our hair, our hair became a symbol of resistance. Black women began to use hair as a way to express culture and heritage. And that's what we still continue to do today. Like we wear our braids, we wear our twist outs, we wear our wash and goes. Um, We express our heritage through our hair. Um, So after slavery, black women, you know, continued to face a lot of discrimination and oppression because of um, their hair. And in the early 1900s, the European standards of beauty, that's when that was really imposed on black women. And when straight hair was seen as literally the epitome of beauty, The early 1900s is also an era when a lot of straightening products um, were used. And I looked up the hot comb. Y'all remember the hot comb, the straightening comb? You remember the night before Easter? (laughs) You sit in the kitchen and your grandma, your mommy, your auntie, somebody had you sitting in a hard chair with that hot comb sizzling up against the scalp sizzling up up against your ears and you remember they used to get that kitchen the kitchen was the nape of your neck they'll get them the naps is what my mama used to call it she'll call it the naps or the kitchen a hot comb this is a fun fact hot comb was invented by a frenchman named marcel grutu (laughs) in the late 1800s and the hot comb was originally produced and made for white women in europe fascinating right white women continuing to straighten their hair even more than what it was Um, and then in the early 1900s that's when more patents came out for the hot comb which kind of aligns to like I said earlier in the 1900s in the early part of the 1900s that's when black women started using more um, straightening products for their hair So if we fast forward, I know I'm giving y'all a little history lesson right now, but in the 70s and the 60s, that's when it was the Black Power Movement. And there was a resurgence of pride in the Black culture and the Black identity. And our Black hair became a political statement. Um, Black women began to really embrace their natural hair textures, um, began to wear more more natural styles. And natural hair at this time was seen very much as unprofessional or un unkempt is what I've been seeing, which is, you know, like unkept, unkempt in many professional settings. And just to go back again to like what happened to me on the job, like woman touched my hair. Ma'am, I'm still 
showing up in my professional manner. There's no need to comment or even touch my hair. But um, hair has always been a thing in society for black women. So with the discrimination that has just taken place in the workplace, um, discrimination of hair, black women's hair, there was the Crown Act that was passed in, I believe it was 2019, which prohibits the discrimination of um, of women based on um, hairstyles. And this is specifically associated with race. So it, prohib- it prohibits discrimination based on hairstyles associated with race. Um, the act was originally created to address the fact that Black women and black girls were often sent home, sent home from school or work <laughs> because of their hair. They're denied job opportunities because of because of their natural hair. And I can, again, attest to um, showing up, wanting to show up in the most professional way at work and honestly being afraid to wear my natural hair because it is seen as unkempt or unprofessional or ugly. These are the things that we still have to deal with. Even though that Crown Act was passed in 2019, there's still a looming stigma in society that perpetuates the notion that black hair in its natural state is unkempt, unprofessional, unsightly, whatever you want to call it. And it's sad to see that not only do we get this uh, perpetuation of how bad our hair can be from non-people of color, but we get it from our own community. We get it from Black women, Black women dogging other Black women about their hair. And the only thing that I can think of that will equate to why black women are bringing other black women down because of their hair is because of this societal standard that has been imposed on us for all these years that our hair has to look a certain way. (laughs) I posted on Instagram the other day, congratulations to Simone. Simone has two things that I don't have. (laughs) She has a fine ass husband. And all of her edges, (laughs) no matter what her edges look like, homegirl has all her edges and I'm not hating on her. I'm not hating on her because her edges don't lay flat or um, her edges are seen by society as unkempt. Homegirl has so much more to her than just her hair. I am not my hair. Who is that? India Ari? Yep, I had to look it up real quick. India Ari, I am not my hair. I am not this skin. I am not your expectations. I am not my hair. I am not this skin. I am the soul that lives within. Our hair is a reflection of our soul. And our soul is multifaceted. Our soul is a living and breathing and fluid thing, a fluid being. And that fluidity is expressed through our hair. 
So whether I want to wear my hair straight, I want to wear my hair short, I want to wear my hair curly, if I want to wear my hair in a high top fade, that is my business. Because again, my hair is fluid. My hair is a reflection of my soul. My hair is a reflection of how I feel on the inside. I might have my good days and my hair might be popping. But I might have my bad days where you're going to see me have a bad hair day. Because that is the reflection of my soul. My hair is also a reflection of the relationship that I have with myself. My hair is a reflection of something that is deeply rooted inside of me, inside of my cultural identity. And my hair is something that literally has been shaped by a legacy of oppression, a legacy of discrimination, a legacy of criticism. There's still tons of progress to be made in terms of getting rid of discrimination based on hair. But Black women, every day, we need to stand up and embrace our natural hair. We need to have that confidence that Simone has where she can just say, it's hot in Texas. My edges are (laughs) what it is. It is what it is. So black women, sis, I encourage us all. And I'm speaking to myself. I encourage us to be proud of our crown. Be proud of our hair textures. Reclaim the beauty that is ours and reclaim it on our own terms. And my prayer is that we will lift each other up, that we will not bring down the next black woman because her hair is a 4C and yours is a 3A. If you don't know what that means, look it up. But black women, let's support each each other. Let's instill in our daughters that their hair is beautiful. And no matter what the other sis, no matter what her hair is looking like, her hair is beautiful as well. All right, friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to end it as I always end it. Make sure you are doing your 24-7 self-care. What is that? That's doing something every day, 30 minutes for yourself. Love you. Mwah.